Oftentimes, people feel like they got to get their lives together before they can go to church. That's like saying, I got to get better before I go to the hospital. That's really the way it is. Does that make any sense at all? My arm needs to heal before I go to the hospital to have it looked at. My heart needs to get well before I go to the hospital to have my heart looked at. The thinking is just backwards. That's backwards thinking. So correct thinking is, well, if I have a need physically, I go to the hospital where they have what I need. Church has what you need, okay? And I'm not saying that the building or, or that, but I'm saying that's a place where they will have what you need. Don't fix yourself before you come here. That's not necessary. Let God take care of that stuff. The important thing that you need to know is that I need the Lord. All right? I need my heart. My soul needs attention. Amen. Amen. I need to go where I can get that attention. I need to go where I can be fixed. Come to God. That's what it's all about. You don't need to fear. You don't need to be embarrassed. You don't need to worry about what am I going to do about this sin in my life. Eh. Let God take care of that stuff. He'll work on you. What you'll find is that eventually you don't want those things anymore. Because you found something that's so much better. Today is Father's Day. I heard, listen, I heard recently that the word father in the dictionary comes, let me see if I can get this right here, just before the word fatigued. (laughs) How about that? Not only that, it comes before the word fatigued and it comes after the word fathead. So, there you go. To all of you fatigued, fathead fathers, happy Father's Day to you. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Mark Twain uh, said that when he was a boy of 14 years of age, his father was so ignorant that he says, I could hardly stand to have the old man around. <laughs> Yikes. But he says, when I got to be 21, he says, I was astonished at how much the old man learned in seven years. <laughs> I'm sure none of you can relate to that. <clears throat> but there it is. So we're here today celebrating fathers. And it's right to celebrate and honor our fathers, isn't it? It's right to to honor them. And if we look in Ephesians, if you would turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6, some of you might think that I'm going to the um, armor of God regarding fathers, but that's not it at all. 
Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Verse 2, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And that promise is that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So honor your father and your mother is one of the Ten Commandments, is it not? I forget, is that the fourth or fifth? Somewhere's around in there off the top of my head. But it's the first commandment that has a promise. And it says, if you honor your father and mother as I am commanding you, then you will, it will go well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Okay? So God says, if you do this, then I will do this. Yeah? So it's right for us to honor our father and mother. And you may say to yourself, well, my, my father, he's not so much an honorable person. He did this or he did that or, you know, and, and caused me a lot of heartache in my life or whatever the case may be. And that happens, honestly. That means we all know that, right? But there are no disqualifications in this scripture. Okay, where we could say, well, because my father did this, then I don't have to honor him. There is no disqualification in the Bible regarding that. That means that we are to honor our fathers, fathers regardless, okay? We are to honor them. And there's different ways to honor our fathers. And, and for those of you here who have had difficult relationships with your fathers, maybe it's even difficult for you to relate to your heavenly father because of those difficult things. But God says, honor your father and your mother that it may go well with you and that you may live long on the earth. God is telling us, respect, honor your father regardless, okay? And I will bless you for that. I will bless you for that. Sometimes that's easier said than done, isn't it? All right? Many of us here have had great fathers. You've had great relationships with your father. And, and so viewing God as a father, there's no problem with that. But some... Some have a difficult time with that. And when that happens, we need to trust God and we need to obey. Right? You know, and I'll tell people oftentimes in counseling when they say, well, this person did this, so I'm going to do this. Well, you can't control the other person's actions. You can't do it. No matter how much you try, well, they should have. Yeah, they should have. And you fill in the blank. But... You can't control them. You can't make them do anything, okay? But you can control what? Yourself. You can control your response. You can control your own actions. Agreed? Right. Amen. So, 
In those cases, we, we do what we know to be right before God and we let him take care of the rest. Right? The promise of God. A popular uh, comedian I read recently was, was telling that he was saying, now that my father is a grandfather, he says, he just can't wait to give my kids money when they come over to visit him. And he says, but when I was a kid and I asked for 50 cents, he would tell me the sad story of his whole life. <laughs> How he got up at 5 a.m. when he was seven years old and walked 23 miles to milk 90 cows and, and, the, and the farmer for whom he had worked had no bucket, so he had to squirt the milk into his hand then walk another eight miles and dump it in a bucket and so on and so forth and all for five cents. And the result was, I never got my money, right? And so now he says, he tells my children every time he comes in the house, well, let's, let's see how much money old granddad has for the grandkids. And, he, and this comedian says, well, the minute those kids take that money from the hand of grandpa, he says, I call them right over and snatch it right away from them because that's my money. Oh, goodness gracious. Ain't that the case? <laughs> I had an uncle that I, I didn't see very often. You know, he lived out of state and stuff. But when he would come in, up until the age I was 30-something, he would always give me a quarter. <laughs> uh, so dads oftentimes have many of the same Traits, shall we, shall we say. Traits, okay? And so oftentimes you'll hear a lot of the same things coming from a bunch of different dads. Can we agree on that? Okay. And so here, here are a few things that uh, many of us dads have said to our children. And, and just see if any of these things you may have heard from your father or, for that matter, from your husband. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Oh, yeah. uh, sure. Huh? Yeah, right. I've said this to, my, to all my kids. Um, bring back all the change. <laughs> all of it. And the receipt. <laughs> right? That way you can... Checks and balances. That's got to be in the Word of God someplace. How about this one? How should I know? Ask your mother. <laughs> Ask your mother. I think I do that on a daily basis. <clears throat> what about this one? Who's paying the bills around here anyway? <laughs> right here. Yeah? How about this one? If you break your leg, don't come running to me. <laughs> I warned you. I told you. You should listen to me. How about this one? This is, a, this is a big one. Why? Because I said so. That's why. I said so. Now, I'm sure none of you have said this before, but here's another one. You better get that junk picked up before your mother comes in here. <laughs> 
She just cleaned this kitchen. <laughs> Put those clothes away. How about this? You just wait till you have kids of your own. <laughs> then you'll get it. You'll get it back. <laughs> I'm praying you have a kid just like you. <laughs> Uh, how about this one my dad was classic for this I wasn't sleeping I was just resting my eyes I wasn't sleeping dad I'm pretty sure I heard you snore no no (laughs) how about this one what do you think we have a money tree growing in the backyard Huh? Money don't grow on trees, you know. (laughs) Oh, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) The things we dads get ourselves into. Thank God for our wives. Amen Amen to that. I remember as a young man wanting to be a daddy. I wanted to have a child of my own, to love, to dress, to teach, to care for, to have near me all the time. I changed a lot of diapers as a dad. You know, I, some of us dads are not the best at that. and We kind of leave those things to mom as often <clears throat> as we can. But I, I changed a lot of diapers as a dad, and I say that because I wanted to be involved in every area of my children's lives, even if it's not pleasant. You know what I mean? I didn't want to miss out on anything I didn't. And I, I was up in the night, and I don't say this to you to paint myself as some great, great guy or great dad, and, you know, because I have a lot of faults as well, but I'm telling you the truth. I was up in the night with my kids. I was feeding my kids. I was changing my kids. I was rocking my kids. I was holding them. I was holding a, a cold compress to their forehead and cleaning up <clears throat> what they're little stomachs had not digested. Not as much as mama, of course, but I did a lot. And I just did not want to miss out on anything to do with my kids. And I think sometimes we do miss out on those things. And there is a bond that is formed there when we do the unpleasant with our kids. There's a bond that is formed there. And I did not want to miss out on those things. As fathers, we're teachers. We teach our kids. We train our kids. And there are so many things. Now, I'm speaking 
to you today from my heart. More than most, if not all, other things, this very topic is near and dear to my heart. From the moment our children are born, we are teaching them to be independent, right? And for the first many years of their lives, we're trying to teach them to to walk and to talk, and then we spend the rest of their lives telling them to sit down and shut up. (laughs) Wait, this is church, so be still and be quiet, yeah, right? (laughs) But it's true. We, we, We teach our children, don't we? We teach our children. And I I just listed a few of the things that I I cherished. And these are just a few of many, many different things that I cherished as a father being involved in in my children's lives, being able to teach them certain things. And I'm sure my daughter and my son are squirming a little bit right now. And if my bigger boys would be here, they'd be hiding their faces. But, you know, teaching my kids to walk, right? Right? teaching them to walk, and so you're walking with them, first with two hands, you know, and they're kind of falling all over, and after a while, you can go with one hand, one finger, and pretty soon they take a few steps by themselves, you know, and and so you're teaching them by repetition, repetition, get that in there, how to do things that are important in their lives, like learning how to say dada before he says mama. (laughs) Very important to a father. (laughs) (laughs) Jody and I always had these competitions as to what the baby was going to say first, mama or dada, and we'd see how often we could say those words, you know, and hopefully get the win. (laughs) Teaching my kids to care for animals. We love animals. Teaching my children how to fish, how to go fishing. That's not easy to do. (laughs) They don't want to sit still for nothing. And we all know that fishing takes a lot of patience. Teaching my children how to play music, to have a love for music. Teaching our kids to treat others with kindness. That's another difficult one. Teaching my children to stand up for and defend themselves if necessary. I remember my dad teaching me those things. Teaching my children to love God and to obey him. Much of that is done by example. Teaching my children God's word and, and what he expects of us. Teaching my children about dating, what kind of a mate to look for? What kind of a mate to do without? Looks is not everything. Teaching my children how to be a good friend. What to look for in a friend. Teaching my children how to treat their husband or their wife or even their own kids. Teaching our children how to 
work a garden or to shoot a rifle, to play sports, to maintain a vehicle or a house, to ride a bike, to drive a car, and to work hard and finish a job. And through and interwoven between the threads of each of these things, through each of these teachable moments, modeling for them the word of God lived out in my own life. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9, let's turn there. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Page 156. Chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. It says, These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your what? Your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Basically, that's saying, whatever you're doing, bring the word of God into it. Do you understand? Let the word of God permeate your lives, whether you're sitting down at the table, when you see a commercial, when you're watching your favorite show, when you hear your favorite song, when you're driving, when you're out working in the yard, when you're doing this or that. I remember in the word of God, it says this. It's very, very important for people, for our children to hear these things and to see it lived out in our lives. I can honestly tell you today, more than anything else in the whole world, there is nothing that I cherish more than being a daddy. Now, there's some things that I really cherish in my life. Being a pastor, I love being a pastor. I love it. And, <laughs> and I, above any musical accomplish, I may, accomplishments I may have achieved, those are important to me. Above any honors I may have received, being a father is more important than any of these. There's nothing more important to me than being a good daddy to my children, I, I've prayed this very simple prayer thousands of times over the years. Thousands. God, help me to be a good daddy to my children. Help me to be a good daddy to my children. Because, you know, at the end of our lives, we're not going to say, I wish I would have spanked my kids more. You know? We're we're not going to say that. I wish I would have been harder on my kids. 
Nah, probably not. We're not going to say, you know, I wish... We're probably going to say, I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. Instead of trying to climb the corporate ladder, instead of trying to build my own empire, if you will. And we have a tendency to do those things. Trying to make more and more and more money, you know, and at the sacrifice of, of the family, you know. And I'm not against making more money. That's not it at all. But what is it costing you and your family? That is something that we need to ask ourselves. You know, I don't want to come to the end of my life wishing that I had spent more time with my family. You know, some things to think about. I've never experienced anything more rewarding than being a father. It is probably the most (laughs) difficult thing I have ever done in my life. And probably the scariest. Wouldn't you agree? It has caused me to worry more than anything else I have ever experienced. Yeah, honestly. I have shed more tears over my children than any other ten things put together. Often due to my own shortcomings as a father. Sometimes because they have been hurt by a friend or someone that they loved. How we worry about our children Sometimes because of my inability to do the right thing as a father. Sometimes I'm too harsh. Sometimes I don't have the courage to do what needs to be done. Sometimes I say things that could potentially damage them. That scares me. I fear that in some way I have been a bad example to them. That scares me to death. And that my sin would cause them to stumble in some way. That would just rip me apart. I I worry that I teach them by the example that I led in my own life how to be a good parent to their own children, how to be a follower of Jesus, how to be a good husband, to be a good daddy. And I worry, you know, do do my kids know beyond the shadow of a doubt that I love them, that their daddy adores them? Do they know that? Even in the midst of difficult and trying times, between myself and my kids. And that happens. Do my kids know beyond the shadow of a doubt that regardless of whatever is going on, do they know that their daddy adores them? 
These are things that I worry about. Did I teach them well enough? Will they make the right choices when they start to make decisions by themselves? Will they be safe? How about guilt? How many of you know that as parents, as fathers, we can carry around a lot of guilt? Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? I should have done that. I, I, I could have done this differently, you know? And if I had it to do over again, I would have... And we kind of beat ourselves up over these things. And we worry about them. And if I had more money, I could have bought my kid a new bike as, instead of a, a used one, and so on. You know, I don't think that God wants us to beat ourselves up over our mistakes. You know, that doesn't mean that we don't have to take ownership for them. Okay? There's a difference. All right? We need to take ownership, especially as fathers, for our mistakes. And we need to get really good. I've got, I'm, a, I'm a professional. I am a professional at apologizing. I've gotten really good at that. The words that used to come so difficult for me, do you guys remember Happy Days and Fonzie? He could never say, I'm He could never say, I'm sorry. <laughs> right? He just he couldn't even pronounce it. All right? But I've gotten really good at that over the years by making a ton of mistakes. And so I've learned to honestly, sincerely from my heart, learned to apologize to my children and their mother. We don't need to beat ourselves up over our mistakes, but we do need to do better. Let's do better next time, yeah? Amen? Don't let guilt stop you from trying to be a better dad. You have the rest of your life to do it better. Just, just don't wait. Start now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't, don't stop. Don't let guilt stop you, but start now. Ephesians ship, uh, 6, chapter, uh, verse 4, excuse me. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Do not exasperate your children. As fathers, we get real good at pointing out our children's faults, don't we? We're really good at pointing out all of our children's faults. And even though we have the best intentions of the reason we're doing that is so that our children learn. We want them when they're old enough to be able to make wise decisions or to do this or that properly. That is our intention. That's our heartfelt goal. So that when they're older, they can do it better. And they'll know how to handle themselves. 
okay? But what's communicated in the process of us pointing out our children's faults is this. Why can't you do anything right? Why can't you do anything right? Because why? Because we're not rewarding them for the things that they are doing right. That's what the Bible is talking about. Don't exasperate your children. Don't frustrate them to the point to where they're angry or broken. Okay? So balance that. Balance it. Make sure you're jumping on the things that they're doing right. Sometimes eh, they're a little hard to find. Right? And so we as fathers have to train ourselves to look for those things that they are doing right and jump all over them. Hey, I saw that you washed all the dishes today. Excellent job. And then say, you know, next time you might try to whatever. You follow me? We don't want to communicate to our kids, even though it's with good intentions to prepare them. Let's prepare them, but do it in a way that we're loving them and respecting them and showing them that they are doing things right. It's very important that we don't... It's so important that God is reminding us as fathers. We have that tendency, and so he says to us fathers... Don't exasperate your children. Don't frustrate them. Okay? Agreed? Even in Colossians chapter 3, verse 21, you don't need to turn there. It says, Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. We don't want to do that to our children. We don't want to do that to our children. Is discipline, discipline important? Yes, it is. It is. There is a severe lack of discipline in the world today. And that is caused by the breakdown of the family. Amen. Okay? The breakdown of the family. When the family begins to break down, then the children pay the price. We as fathers, are responsible for the direction our families are headed. Men, I want to tell you something today. This is your God-ordained duty as a father, regardless of what the world tells you. This is biblical. 